Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. It's a good show. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, one comedian doing his own voiceover for his own podcast due to monetary restrictions got tired of pretending he's seen The Wire in conversations at parties. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. I'm Kyle Ayers. Hey everybody, this is Kyle Ayers, and this is Never Seen It, the podcast where I have comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they have never seen, and then we read them for you here in studio. Our guest today is Martha Kelly. Martha, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course, and and we are also joined by Meggie Leeper and Marina Schifrin. Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Hello, hello. Uh, so normally we end the show with a game called... Describe what movie Kyle's dad is. Guess what movie Kyle's dad is describing based on having only seen the trailer and never having heard of the movie. Good and title. We have gotten <laughs> feedback about the title. Uh, shorten it, stop saying it, you know, stuff like that. And unfortunately, my dad couldn't. It's tough because he doesn't have a cell phone. And so it's hard to. A lot of moving parts are involved with getting him. We couldn't do it. So I have a brother who is 19 years old. And probably the opposite end of the spectrum of my dad as far as what he's into, pop culture, things like that. So I sent my brother, and and my brother is now going to describe – we're going to play with him. So my brother's going to describe a movie trailer for a movie he's never heard of, and we're going to guess what it is. We're just going to tease it real quick right now, though, just a few seconds of it. All right. So he's telling everyone what time it is. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's enough of a tease, I suppose. <laughs> I think what it is, it's like the, the, there's notes on the trailer and then they just reread those back instead of riffing it. We'll get back to that later. Today's movie is The Big Lebowski. Uh, never seen The Big Lebowski. Have never seen it. Any desire to have ever seen it? I do love um, John Goodman a lot, so yes, but I just have never... I'm afraid I'll be disappointed because it's, it's so um, beloved that oh, I... Yeah have high expectations so it, people talk about it so much and you have such an idea of what it is already or at least like how it's perceived 
The things I know about it are that there's bowling involved, and John Goodman and Jeff Bridges, and the character named the dude is philosophical. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all I know. Yeah. I think it was a lot of what I knew about it before I saw it was just based on various dorm posters. Seemed to yeah. be the idea. Uh, and so you'll be doing the... Oh, i got to get a instrument. You, you'll be reading our stage directions here for The Big Lebowski. And then we have Marina. Who are you going to be playing? Can I actually, Mickey, I lied. Can I be Jeff Bridges? Yeah, sure. And I'll be the character opposite Jeff Bridges, <laughs> the dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we'll have our instruments here if we want to do any anything along with it. And so this is The Big Lebowski. And apologies up front, there's a long description before we even get to the dialogue. (laughs) Sorry. That's okay. Okay. So um, this is Interior Bowling Alley Day. Um, A guy who looks like John Goodman is walking around a bowling alley picking up misplaced bowling shoes and wiping tables. He stops to pick up a bowling ball and starts performing for an audience of friends that are not there. As he laughs and trades jibes with his imaginary friends, he goes through the motions of throwing the ball and celebrating his imaginary strikes. On the third attempt at miming throwing the ball, he accidentally lets it go and gets a strike for real. When the ball flies from his hands, he yells shit in surprise, but then when he gets a strike, he jumps up and down with glee. When the, I didn't know what it was called. When the apparatus resets <laughs> pins, <laughs> one pin is missing. He walks down to where the pins are. I also don't know what that area is called. <laughs> um, lies on his stomach and reaches for the missing pin. Goddamn piece of shit. Where is that fucking pin? As he's feeling... Around. We made some decisions there. <laughs> um, as he's feeling around for the pen, we hear a loud panting behind him, startling the audience as well as the dude. What the fuck? That's a scary sound effect. That's... Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> Help. Um, he jumps a little and hits his head. He backs out onto the bowling lane, and a giant dog begins licking his face and trying to sit in his lap. What the? Hey, stop! Hold on! Wait a minute. He pushes the dog back and stands up. The dude's point of view reveals a giant border collie-looking dog. Oh my god. Lebowski? (laughs) Is that you? The dude rubs his eyes and appears dumbstruck. Just then, a very small border collie-looking dog comes running out from behind the shoe rental counter. The giant dog and little dog look identical except for their size. Lebowski? Wait, what? what's going on? I thought somebody had reverse Honey, I Shrunk the Kids to you. Um, this is so dumb. Sorry. Um, Lebowski, the small dog, runs up and jumps into the dude's arms. He then begins to growl at the giant dog. The giant dog responds by lying down and rolling onto his back. Easy, Lebowski. I think he's friendly. Lebowski jumps down and stands next to the giant dog's face, growling and asserting his alpha-ness. Then the giant dog licks his face and Lebowski stops growling and starts... Um... (laughs) Um... Happily wrestling with the giant dog. Um... The actor, Jeff Bridges, walks into the bowling alley, clearly looking for something. Hey, buddy. You in here, buddy? 
He spots the dude and the two dogs playing. There you are. Hi. Hey, man. Hi. Can I help you? Yeah, man. Hi. That's my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I was wondering where he came from. Thought maybe he came from another dimension where everybody has a giant twin. Yeah, okay, man. That sounds cool. Listen, we've got to get going. Two dog? Come on, buddy. Let's go. The giant dog stands up and takes a step towards Jeff Bridges, then hesitates when Lebowski barks in protest. Come on, man. We gotta go. The giant dog starts towards Jeff Bridges again, but then Lebowski starts to whine. The giant dog stops stops, and turns back to Lebowski. Lebowski runs up to him, and they start licking each other's faces. Oh, man, look at that. They really like each other. Cool, yeah, sorry, but we've got to get going. <laughs> Where are you headed? To giant dog. Come on, buddy. To the dude. Nowhere. I mean, just the shelter. Found this guy on the side of the road and didn't want him to get hit by a car, so... Oh, the shelter, huh? Both men look at the two dogs who are now lazily rolling around together and licking each other's (laughs) face. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we really got to get going. Two giant dog. Come on, man. Let's go, buddy. The giant dog is now completely ignoring Jeff Bridges. (laughs) Okay, Lebowski, let your friend go now. He's got to get going. Come on, big fella. The dude reaches down to pick up Lebowski, but as he does so, the giant dog swings a paw and knocks his feet out from (laughs) under him. The dude crashes to the floor. Shit! What the fuck, man? The giant... (laughs) The giant dog and Lebowski start licking the dude's face and climbing all over him. His anger at being knocked down dissipates. (laughs) Okay, then. All right, guys. For a moment, the dude appears to have forgotten that Jeff Bridges is even there. Hey, listen, man. I'm sorry to break this up, but we've really got to get going. Oh, yeah. Sorry, man. He scrambles to stand up and regains some dignity. Okay, guys, that's enough. Lebowski, your friend's got to go now. Come on, buddy. Come on. Let's go. Both dogs turn to face Jeff Bridges. <laughs> taking a, Jeff Bridges taking a few steps towards the dogs. Come on. Let's go, man. As he approaches, Lebowski starts to growl, and the giant dog moves to stand behind him. Whoa. Hey, Lebowski, that's not nice. The man's just trying to help keep your buddy off the street. Lebowski stops growling and turns to look at the dude, at which time Jeff Bridges <laughs> makes a bit of a lunge towards towards the giant dog. The giant dog recoils, and Lebowski snaps at Jeff Bridges. Hey, man, fuck you. Give me my fucking dog. Jeff Bridges stomps a foot at Lebowski and lunges towards the giant dog again. Lebowski lets out a frightened yelp. Hey, now, wait a minute. No need to get rough. Look, man. I just want to get out of here with my dog, okay? Your dog? I thought you said you found him by the side of the road. Uh, yeah, I did. I just meant, like, my dog as opposed to your dog. Like, the dog I came in looking for. Just, you know what? Forget it. To the giant dog. God damn it, let's go! Now! The giant dog lies down behind Lebowski, who has taken up his protective stance again and is growling at Jeff Bridges. Hey, man. Looks like your dog doesn't want to go with you. What the... Okay, you know what? Fuck it. You keep him. I don't need this shit. (laughs) Jeff Bridges walks out and both dogs give a triumphant bark at him as he goes. Good. (laughs) Get on out of here then. (laughs) 
Both dogs turn to the dude and shower him with affection. Robin's Show Me Love starts playing as we fade out. Is this a dog love story? (laughs) The end. I like it. (laughs) Thanks for reading it, guys. Yeah. That's pretty spot on. (laughs) The movie is. I just like picturing border, border collies having fun. And when they're little, they're hilarious. They're super cute. Yeah. So I think the uh, the, fir- the main thing and what um, Mackie was hinting is that uh, the dude is Jeff Bridges. Right. But other than that, I think you nailed it. Yeah. That was, that was pretty good. That's pretty spot on. I had a – I think this movie had such a weird – there were, I think there was a guy on my dorm floor who made everyone call him the dude, and he wore a robe around everywhere. Yikes. Oh, I forgot about the robe. And that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were the two details you knew about the movie? Um, I knew it involved bowling. I knew Jeff Bridges and John Goodman were in it, and that the dude was like a philosophical character. And the robe was another tiny detail you had, right? Oh, right, yeah, but I forgot about that. <laughs> that's, it's implied. Like, this is a snapshot. You don't have to have it all in there. Sometimes <laughs> actors make decisions. You don't know what the budget's going to be. Uh-huh. I was saying I've watched it twice, and that's the only thing I remember from it, that there is a robe bowling and Jeff Bridges. He drinks White Russians. That's another one of the oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. White Russians. I mean, I couldn't even remember what Jeff Bridges' voice really sounds like. <laughs> no, I think, yeah. That, that actually came say. off. You're going to be surprised. But that I, I got that vibe from you when you started doing it. <laughs> I was like, is it like a, is he Canadian? He's, he's sort of like always, yeah, man, that's really. Right. You know, he took one philosophy class and now he's home for Thanksgiving to let everyone know what they don't quite understand. <laughs> yeah. I kind of was like, I think it's more Fargo-y than that. And I really leaned in. No, you th- I think you're thinking of a different, the Coen Brothers did a different movie. In Called F- Fargo? Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be the one that you're thinking of. <laughs> Uh, this is yeah. I just I just remember the dude living on our dorm floor on our the floor that I lived in in college, and he, his dad owned a grocery store, and so he would get a lot more groceries than everyone else, and uh. he'd be like, "I got to share these groceries, man." And he was also the only person with an air conditioner on our floor, and so he would leave his door open oh, like he was giving us all cold air on the rest uh. of the floor. What so, dorm were you in? Sure's. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, Marina and I went to college yeah. together. It wasn't just like a. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, well, I know happened? I know dorms around the U.S. <laughs> I'm sure they do not have air conditioning. And I was in room 420, and oh, he man. was super jealous of that. Sick, but it's it like he can still smoke. Fun though. What college did you go to? Uh, University of Missouri. That sounds really fun. It was kind of a picturesque college thing. Having this cool sort of hippie-ish guy, and he's who introduced me to this movie, if you believe it or not. <laughs> the guy who went by the name of the character. What kind of groceries did he share? A lot of the uh, like fruit snacks, those mm, the shitty ones, right? Yeah. Though, what are those bars that fall apart immediately when you open them? They're crunchy and oh, they're nature, like nature the, valley. Yeah. And then you open them, and they're just a million pieces. Mm-hmm. A lot of those. So no junk food. That's what I would get excited about. I mean, it, it was. Fruit snacks were about as intense as it got for mm. junk food. Yeah. Well, sounds like he wasn't as cool as I thought he was. <laughs> He's more of a dude and not the dude. Uh, it was, this is one of those – we have all people write all sorts of movies and stuff for this, and sometimes they're really famous, like, Oscar-winning movies. But this is, like, one of those movies that comes up as 
a lot of people's favorite movie. So, do you think if I watch it, I'll be disappointed, or does it deliver up to your expectations? I think if you really like John Goodman, I and、do. I also I love John Goodman, then you will like it. Even、okay. if you don't like anything else about the movie, or if it's all disappointing except the scenes he's in, he's as good as you'd want. It's very funny to watch. Is, are there any dogs in it? <laughs> I don't think so.、Hmm. Yeah,、hmm. I didn't want to say that right after the script, but、uh, maybe you could send some notes. <laughs> there'll there'll surely be a sequel.、Um, maybe is it going to be called The Little Lebowski? Yeah. <laughs> It's just about his kid, probably. Are there not dogs? In I don't even、ever. remember what、like、happens at the end. He seems like a character that would have a dog, right?、Yeah. But, but can you really own anything? Yeah, that's that would come <laughs> up. Yeah, that. All <laughs>、oh, right. I don't know. I don't know if there are any dogs. Are there any dogs, guys out there? They're asleep. <laughs> 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 they, they, know, they know more about. But this is like a. I always. This is a very specific gripe I had with this movie, and it's not really a spoiler. But I like the band the Eagles a lot. Mm-hmm. And they shit on the Eagles、mm. very famously in a scene in this movie. Is it John? Is it John Goodman who says it? I, I don't、forget. remember who it was. Someone's like the Eagles suck. They just make a giant point of saying that the Eagles suck, and so I held that against this movie for a really long time. I still do. I still probably hold it against it. Yeah, that's. I don't agree that the Eagles suck. I don't know why people would say that other than just to be cruel. I know. I think. <laughs> I think they say it. I think people say it now just to align with this movie. That's terrible. And so I hold that against them. I think that sometimes people mold their personalities a little bit around the movies that they like, and this is a particular trait that people have. The big guy. Anytime you like, if I get into defending the Eagles, the thing that will come up is people big.、Like, yeah, but the Eagles fucking suck, man. I'm like, no, you're just saying the thing someone else wrote. Yeah, that's what I kind of feel that about this movie is. You know when people say that things like the Eagles suck, but then if I like them, I'm like, what? I don't understand. I want to be. I want to like catch up to everyone. And、mm-hmm. with the movie, the same way, I've seen it a few times, and it never resonated the way it has with culturally with so many people.、Yeah. So I feel so stressed out that I'm not. I feel like I'm not understanding what there is to understand. But if it's a very philosophical movie, I never did the work to be like, oh, this is the famous philosophical theory. You know, I can't even name any of them.、So. I yeah, I haven't seen the movie recently enough to know if it's philosophical or if the joke is that this man thinks he's philosophical because he's like wearing a robe around, so he either knows the most or the least. Yeah, I watched this movie for the first time when I was like eleven, and I just didn't understand that it was a comedy. I didn't understand what the plot was. I was. Deep, this is one of the first movies I was like deeply confused by,、yeah. especially because my dad was like, "Oh, this movie's great. You know, this, this is a, this is a really great." And everybody loved the Cohen. I like knew who the Cohen brothers were, but I didn't. Re- I was just baffled by what this movie was. I think I still might be. I yeah, know, maybe I guess, I'll rewatch it.、Right. I'm also I hold that Eagles thing against it in such a strong manner. It's probably it is my fault. I'm projecting <laughs> this onto it right now, <laughs> but I just from particular conversations still still don't. But it's oh and. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it, right? Isn't that him? He's like an assistant, and John Turturro is in it as like a、uh, funny bowling guy. Oh yeah,、the、yeah.、Jesus. This has all the parts of a movie I should really like. Yeah, great actors. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like they were like you know maybe we'll check out this indie flick that there's a whole store in New York called the Lebowski Store that's somehow still open in Greenwich Village. I think there's a festival too or something like that where they a bunch of people dress up like、uh, like the dude.、Hmm. So this is like a cultural thing. Oh, big time! I didn't watch it until college. I always thought it was a Polish movie. Like I thought that that was the plot. Oh, like it's like a <laughs> Polish historical documentary. Yeah, well, <laughs> I like grew up with a, a lot of my friends were Polish, and Lebowski is like 
a, a very Polish name. Yeah, but not the case. That's why I was mainly disappointed. I thought, <laughs> like, when do when do they reference all the stuff everyone references around the holidays? Yeah. <laughs> this uh, it was like a yeah. This is a huge people. There's holidays. There's people dress up as this guy every year. What are more movies like this? But it also like isn't Titanic. Like it didn't make a right. billion dollars or anything like that. Just sort of a movie that kind of everyone knows a little bit about. Yeah. What are other like? Cult- I mean, I feel like Napoleon Dynamite's kind of like this. People dress like that. Like I worked Pedro. at. Uh, it was called the Jones Store, but it's Macy's. I worked at a department store, and they sold vote for Pedro ripoff shirts, and then they got in trouble, and we couldn't sell them anymore. <laughs> So. Bold move. <laughs> to not even pay large. for the licensing, yeah. but just sell some font T-shirt like a mall kiosk would sell, but works Macy's. Like we really need to bully the the T-shirt industry a little bit. <laughs> so if what is okay, so we 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 talk a little bit about like what it, you were talking about. This is like a movie, uh, Mickey, that confused you, or like something you saw really early on. Mm-hmm. What was everyone's like first movie going experience? Like, do you remember the first time you went to a movie? And you're like, oh, this is kind of a thing. I, if you like going to the movies, do you even like going to the movies? Yeah, I don't remember the first one I saw, but I remember I was really young when my parents took us to the drive-in to see Jaws. Mm-hmm. Oh, my I was goodness. very scared. That's one I haven't seen either. Really? Yeah. That was actually the movie that started this whole show. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion, I haven't seen Schindler's List because it would be very depressing. But so maybe I'm wrong, but I think Jaws is his Spielberg's best movie. Yeah, that would definitely be a frustrating thing to compare and decide which is best. Like if you're like, I have to watch Schindler's (laughs) List and then do a ranking sort of situation. Because it'd feel weird to put it second on any. Yeah. Can't even say list, but, you know, it'd feel weird to put it. I haven't I haven't seen I missed out on I realized I missed out on Spielberg almost entirely because people were like, oh, you haven't seen Jaws. I haven't seen E.T., uh, Jurassic Park is like my favorite movie, though. Oh, Jurassic Park and Poltergeist too are great. I haven't seen Poltergeist, but ooh, that's a really good scary movie. Yeah, from before um, torture porn became what <laughs> horror movies are. Yeah, but it's terrifying. <laughs> Poltergeist. We get into those sort of like hostile movie torture porn things. Almost every episode, somehow it comes up, or people talk about horror movies they like, and then they delve like somehow got funneled into this they don't like as much yeah i hate it <laughs> did, so did everyone like you go to the drive-in to see jaws it was it was like a cold like everyone is seeing jaws yeah but this was in maybe 74 mm-hmm. so i think I, I was born in 68 so i know i was in first or second grade like so it must have been 74 or 75 and so there weren't things movies weren't a blockbusters yet like they are now i guess so i don't know (laughs) i know it became a hit because i remember it being you know it was definitely a cultural thing but um it wasn't like the avengers which has hype built up for a year and a half and then everyone talks about how much money it makes and yeah it was just sort of i I think it did get end up getting talked about for making a lot of money but um I think uh, it was just, I don't know, the Tylenol sinus is really... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think just... it was like nothing was expected to be a giant blockbuster, and then so when they were, people, it was on the merit of the movie and maybe not the hype of like... Yeah, I think it this in the early, mid-70s was like when Star Wars happened, and then um, that was right when 
blockbusting, I think, started. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember which one came out first, Star Wars or yeah. Jaws. But I do think it it was the sequence was like, there wasn't a lot of hype. It came out, people really loved it. And then the media started making a big deal out of it after it had already been seen and and caught on. Okay. I so it, it's like one of it well it is like a word of mouth thing blew this up and almost like made blockbusters. I think so. Yeah. But I could be wrong cuz I was like 6 at the time and I don't didn't have my finger on the pulse <laughs> of, <laughs> of, of media Cinema? relations just yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. Do you still go see movies a lot? Um not a lot, but I do um I do love going to movie theater. It's just, when I was a kid, it was like, I remember when movie tickets went up to a dollar and all the kids in the neighborhood were outraged. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it was really different back then because kids could go places like that in groups by themselves, just get dropped off by your parents and then all of the trailers beforehand. And it seemed like a exciting experience with a lot of um parts to it that don't seem to exist anymore like the curtains would open in front of the screen and stuff these was this was back in the 1800s <laughs> i do child. know that some theaters there seems theaters seem to have either moved back to wanting to make it like a very like a movie going experience like that there's that theater the Los Feliz 3 mm-hmm. that still has curtains and almost the, the the screen is almost on a stage and it opens the curtains for the movies and it shows the concession stand video or they go right. completely in the other direction and you're like sitting almost in a bed like these oh, yeah. crazy recliner chairs and then it's you have to wear VR yeah it's, it's almost a ride you know what I mean yeah. and yeah. so that's kind of they've, they seem to have just shot off in either of those directions and I, don't, I, I like going to the ones where you're kind of the chair's a little rickety and uncomfortable and you're close to people and I think there's something more fun about watching I think almost every movie is made better by watching it with strangers I've never thought about that not at like my house but you know, <laughs> at something like a movie theater that's not an invite it is definitely more exciting to watch movies in a theater than at home mm-hmm. yeah I uh, when I just went and saw um, A Quiet Place And I don't know if I would have liked it. I mean, I think it was great, but I think if I'd watched it at home, I would have never told anyone about it. Like, if I waited and it's on whatever Netflix or whatever, I would have been like, that's a really good movie. But then it doesn't sit and resonate with me. But instead, I remember there's a couple moments in the movie where it isn't absolutely terrifying and thrilling like maybe a total of like a minute and a half it's a really good movie and during one of those parts someone sneezed and 30 <laughs> people said bless you like everyone was very ready for anything to happen and then it's everyone was like oh bless you bless you bless you and then everyone sort of you felt everyone like kind of laughing at this communal thing that and then the movie ended and we all walked out like it was the last day of school or something like we're just like <sighs> we did it but if i watched it at home it might not have been the same movie there's just something yeah. so interesting about actually going and seeing it it sounds terrifying, so I don't think I'll see it. <laughs> yeah, if it's a uh, if you don't like scary movies, I wouldn't go see it. I watched it twice. It's nuts. Yeah, it's fully nuts. It's always it is also like kind of a this is nothing to do with the podcast, but it is, and a lot of people are saying, but it is John Krasinski is going to be hard for him to not look like Jim from The Office, and it's <laughs> but he has the, a beard. He has a beard, <laughs> but it is it be, just because the how yeah. iconic the show is and. 
And people still watch it a lot. Yeah. We, like, my girlfriend and I went home and just, like, started watching The Office because that's what we watch at night. And it was super jarring to, like, see him. And it's like, are you... Is everything okay, yeah. Jim? Are you fine? <laughs> it's such a bizarre... And him, maybe more than anyone in that show. But it's, it's just because he's... Yeah. My brother's 19. Watched The Office all the way through, like, a couple years ago. And my, it's just I, such a weird thing. This morning, my brother was just saying, before he goes to bed, he watches The Office. And that was really interesting. Like, I would say a month or so ago, I noticed that a lot of people were saying, that's what she said to me, you know, oh, yeah. in the innuendos. <laughs> and I was like, this is so strange. What do you mean? What, is that, what kind of joke is that? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> This is so strange because, you know, we did this in college and then it kind of faded in the, you know, in 2011. And I I was thinking, why is everyone saying this again? And sure enough, they had uploaded all the seasons onto Netflix. And I was like, that's crazy that Netflix is kind of shaping the relatable humor in everyday conversations. Like people at the grocery store were like, you know. Yeah. I also feel like at the yeah. time when Michael Scott was saying that a bunch, the bit was sort of that, like, it was over. Yeah, <laughs> it was already that. hack. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the joke yeah. of it. So what uh, what about you guys? What's going to the movies for you guys? Is it, like, is it seeing The Big Lebowski when you're 11 and remembering not getting a movie or something like that? I think I think it's that. I, I think I, I, like, worked at movie theaters for, like, six years when I was, you know, like, in early high school and then even into college. Uh, so I, I love it. I love movie theaters. That's mm-hmm. really important to me. But I think the most uh, important movie-going experience from when I was young was I saw Twister uh, at, my, at my babysitter's <laughs> house uh, when I was, like, five or something like that. And it ruined my life until I was uh, like eleven, probably. This ruined is actually so, it. Uh, <laughs> so well, that scary. was his dad at the beginning in the cellar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really. I mean, it was really like I was afraid, and I didn't. I didn't grow up in Tornado Alley or anything yeah. like that. I wasn't really at risk for that. But in the seventies, a tornado destroyed my the the house across the street from my grandparents' house. And then there weren't really tornadoes after that where I lived, but I was like, it's... Maybe you were due. Exa- that's how it felt. Yeah. That's where how it felt. You, where are you from? I'm from central Pennsylvania. Ah. So, like, not really But it risk. looks like a place tornadoes could be, like, if you saw a <laughs> oh, picture yeah. of it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Twister is terrifying and not, not accurate. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's rarely a tornado the size of the one that they hyped the entire time, the F5 or whatever. Right, right, right. But it is kind of how people behave around tornadoes. And yeah. There's people whose job it is to just drive them. at them and yeah. throw stuff into them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My, is it, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Is it realistic that tornadoes chase people around the state for a whole day? <laughs> Only if they have the right motivation. And ven- tornadoes are vindictive. It seems like that's the main characteristic yeah. is they seek revenge. I always thought the part that I could never take seriously in that movie was whoever that was that just was afraid of tornadoes but collected wind chimes. Right. And I was like, well, just take some of these down. <laughs> that was Aunt Meg. <laughs> and they would only get tangled. I've had wind chimes. They become yeah. a tangled mess if you move them. That's what I was going to say about the movie is I watched it when I was young because my friend's aunt was in it. And uh, I think that she's the – is she the bigger woman with the big curly hair? Well, that there's two – Aunt Megs. Aunt Meg. Well, there's two Aunt Megs. No, there's only one. <laughs> they replaced her like Aunt Viv. Yeah. The second half of the movie. Um, Aunt Meg is present day, but um, uh, Helen Hunt's mother from the beginning of the movie, the flashback, is also um, a. Um, um, large. I was trying to think of. Fuller a, set. Yes, yeah. lady. With yeah. long, kind of brown. 
wavy hair, but then Aunt Meg, Aunt Meg is um, long, wavy, gray hair. Oh, yeah. No, I think she had the brown, wavy hair, so it might have been earlier in the movie. Like it was from a, the yeah. flashback? Yeah, it was like a very small role, but I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, and so no one knew anyone involved in the industry. And I remember that was my—I felt like we were kind of famous, too, because our friend's aunt was this minor character in yeah. Twister, and Twister was such a big movie. So that's all I remember from it. Is Well, see, that's unfair. So it like, wasn't scary It to wasn't you, scary like, at all. I know her. Yeah. This isn't real. Like, uh, she's not going to die. She's right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. But really? I was in my early 20s and high as a kite when we watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and grew up here where there's no exciting weather, so it seemed exciting. But I own it on DVD and Amazon streaming. And I <laughs> used to watch it every night before I went to bed as a way to relax. Yeah, it's... Yeah, very relaxing. Well... <laughs> what? But yeah, once it's familiar. It's the... the um. The setting of it all being out in the country mm-hmm. is very relaxing to me. Growing up in a sprawling city, yeah, like the, I guess that's what it was. But I've never really thought about things like that, where it's like, yeah, the, the weather is almost always the same here, or at least very predictable. And yeah. so something like that is so it's like foreign to just be like there a tornado being a super exciting thing like that. But that's just yeah. that, I, that's funny to me to like watch to want to like long for the country so much that you're like fine with tornadoes happening that you're just like this is relaxing. <laughs> it feels like watching. But like, they have wraparound porches so you can like get super excited. You know, tornadoes, yeah. whatever. But they have really nice front porches <laughs> and stuff on all their houses. Uh, that's what's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's like growing up in the country and then watching like you know. Uh, just like a 9-11 movie to be like, someday I'll move to the city. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, Twister, young Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Another one with him. He's really good in it. He's really, really good in it. I remember before I ever made the connection that that was him, always just liking that one Storm Chaser guy from Twister. Yeah. And then rewatching him being like, oh. He's great. Bill Paxton was great. Helen Hunt. We did. There's a show in Austin, a live show at a movie theater that serves food and alcohol called a Master Pancake Theater. And it's basically they are derivative of Mystery Science Theater. Mm -hmm. So they just make fun of movies live. And we did twist. I did it as a guest with them. And we did Twister. And it's my Favorite. The role you've been preparing for too. <laughs> My whole life, because it's it's yeah. not it's not a well written, brilliant movie. <laughs> it's yeah. really a lot of it's really ridiculous. But the effects hold up. Yeah, the effects are really good, um, but it is really funny and dumb that it's a movie where tornadoes chase this group around a whole day. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. It, or people are projecting their importance upon weather. Like, no, nah, this weather's after me. Right. And it's like, if you back out far enough, everyone else is like, we're just terrified. Can you find anything out about it? And like, no, no, I have to fight a tornado. <laughs> yeah, she's fighting the tornado. And then Bill Paxton, one of his techniques, because he's a gifted storm chaser, is to smell the dirt. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, and I remember Twister has such an incredible version of, like, for the longest time, Westerns were like the quintessential good versus bad, good guy, white hat, bad guy, black hat. Right. Twister, good guy, white truck, 
bad guys, 50 white SU or black SUVs oh, driving yeah. around. And they even, they had their Dorothy version, but it's like colder and not as friendly looking. It was right. still just a tool that you're going to throw in a tornado. So funny. I, li- I thought you were just going to say good guys, white truck, bad guys, giant tornado. <laughs> How we've evolved. That's the id. And they also, the, the black truck team, um, their corporate sellouts. Yes. <laughs> as if there was ever a time where corporations were giving people lots of money to chase storms. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like the corporate sellout street artists in the 90s or something. Right. Like, this is a thing no one's ever made money doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good one, though. The Twister is also, I remember seeing Twister at a drive in with Babe. Mm. And those were the two. And babe, babe, thought, was, babe was first. I just thought you were like calling your girlfriend Babe. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bad jokes to avoid, but uh, yeah. And that was sort of a. They're different movies, but it was a fun movie to see in the drive in. See, we would have like a van. Because it, it was p- by car to get in the drive in. And right. we had a big van, like a conversion van, a oh, huge wow. wood paneling sided. And my dad would be like, all the kids. No seatbelt. You know, I mean, you can hold – there's like nine seatbelts and then four more kids. And then you go in and just sit and watch whatever two movies that they had there. We didn't do it too often. That's cool, uh, I think we did it maybe two times. The other one was we saw um, something in Space Jam. And that's Mm. that's all I really remember. But it was, you know, pile a bunch of kids and go do that. That's fun. Yeah. It's a good driving movie. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's your, Marina, what's your going to movie time? Um, Well, I have trouble remembering way back then. But I do distinctly remember my parents' first movie that they went to because um, my parents are immigrants from Russia. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's partially why we never really went to the movies Mm because it would have been kind of, I mean, their English is fine, but wasn't so fine at the time of my childhood. But the first movie that they saw was The Birdcage in theaters and... They were really excited. My mom was eight months pregnant with my brother, and she said she thought she was laughing so hard she thought she was going to give birth in the theater. And so they always talked about that, how it's like the funniest movie they've ever seen, and they loved it so much, and they wouldn't let me watch it because they thought it was adult humor um, because I was very young. And so I just waited. I remember asking every year if I could watch it, and then I think when I was like 14, they let me watch it. And it's my favorite movie today. I know all the words. I watch it every year. Aww. That's really nice. I know. That's I also really could cute. see everyone in that cast being funny, even if you don't speak the language. Yeah. Yeah. Those are a bunch of funny people. That's great. They're great. That's yeah. so nice. I think the first movie I saw was <laughs> X-Men. That's like two nights. The first movie you ever saw was X-Men? I think so, in the theaters. Like the first one with... Um, like 1999 or 2000 or sometime around I there? I think it was earlier than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I loved it. But it's interesting now... I, I really liked those action hero movies, but I didn't read the comments or comments, the comics. But now I feel like you have to know so much. And the, and people who go to all these Marvel movies, is X-Men even Marvel? I don't 
We don't need to get into studio or copyright. Situations. Okay, great, great. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just like I I liked Spider Man as well. Something tells me someone who listens to this show might know the diff- like that answer to that. So oh, somebody's know. screaming. It's a 20th century Fox property. Now, now oh. I want to make the rest of the podcast as long as possible so they can't finish listening, see if they can make it through the episode without emailing why X-Men aren't in Marvel movies. But isn't Infinity War, X-Men, and um, Avengers combined, or no? It is Avengers and no Guardians of the... Martha, oh. you're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You need to know I'm these in things. a tiny part of one <laughs> movie. Which one? I don't know. Spider-Man Homecoming. Tiny. Oh. The like, best Spider-Man. Good job. Um, well, I, I did uh, direct it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought it... I didn't realize. Guardians of the Galaxy, I get confused with X-Men. Yeah. They are kind of like a... Not any of the mainstream ones, or at least not. They're not Spider-Man. I don't I even think yeah. Iron Man. The ones that Captain America, those sort of th- those ones. Well, isn't that a completely new story? <sighs> There's too many. Yeah. I don't know, and I, it is a really. I someone I asked someone. I was like, who who is in these and why? And they sent me the most upsetting image of like a plan of the 50 like Marvel movies and how they inter- and I'm like this makes how does this make anyone want to see any of them it's so stressful it's so stressful yeah. I like the ones where it's just you can watch the movie and they seem nice yeah did you is Chris Chris Evans is Captain America right yeah. yes he posted a thing on Twitter a couple days ago that was a video of his dog the day he met him at the shelter <gasps> I saw it was. It's so sweet because it's the video, and then he says in the tech in the writing of the tweet that he took the video because he knew as soon as he saw the dog, he was going to take him home, and he wanted to remember it. It makes me. Oh, is, he is feel Captain like America. Crying, just it just. Me. I didn't realize that it was him. I thought it was just. I thought it was a video that went viral, and the dog has the cutest what kind little of dog? boxy face. Now I just want to know what kind she, of dog. I think she looks like tan and white and some combination of maybe maybe border collie boxer uh yeah. cocker spaniel yeah. something. It's such a this is such a tangent but I follow an unhealthy amount of animal shelters on Instagram. And it's kind of dangerous. I try and follow yeah. them in ones that aren't in Los Angeles, like yeah. what's inaccessible dogs. And But then I'll end up sending them to my friends who are in those cities. Like, look, at um, here's the Houston dog shelter that I follow. I'm like, <laughs> here's the guy I barely talked to from a comedy show in Houston. I'm like, you need a dog? Because this one's pretty funny and seems nice and has a hat or something. Yeah, I recently had to unfollow six, six of them. It's just causing a lot of stress in my relationship. I'm realizing that <laughs> this is the realest the podcast has ever gotten, and it has absolutely nothing to do with I, I, I can't jump. I'm realizing I look at, like, such a different internet than you guys. When you said the Chris Evans thing, I was like, oh, I know. I watched this the other day. It's a video where Chris Evans gets in shape for Captain America. It's just like, how did he get his biceps like that? It's like, I got to stop. No, hers is the video where he gets shaped, like, emotionally. True. It's very different. Um, so good. No, we should we should just go get dogs. Can we get a dog for the show? <laughs> okay, you song said we could get a dog for the show. <laughs> We're gonna get it. Um we have we still have a fan script we want to get to. We have some dumb games I want to play. And uh so we're gonna get in we're gonna poorly transition in towards that now. We have three games. They're like parlor games, pun games, that sort of thing. 
pretty fast. The first one is called Before and Afters. I think we play this on almost every episode. Uh, I put two movie titles together to be one movie title, and I read the hypothetically poorly mashed up plot. You tell me the title of that movie. It's like the example is a charming robot sells penny stocks and becomes a billionaire. That would be The Wolf of Wally Street. We see kind of where that, uh, and that's the theme for this one is all. There's three of them, and Pixar has to do with all of them. Mm-hmm. So at least one of the movies in all three is Pixar. And so here's the plot to the first one. These are so dumb. <laughs> I like I relook at them. and I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I, of all time. All right, here's the plot. After a one night stand, a rising journalist decides to give an irresponsible slacker a chance to prove he is father material, and he uses this opportunity to carry their house away to South America via a bunch of colorful balloons. Oh, I know. Oh. Are you buzzing in? Yeah. <laughs> the thing about the, tri- <laughs> the triangle is we, we lost the thing that holds it. So oh, God. Sorry, I did <laughs> so not. There's nothing to hold it. I know. It. I was like so excited about this, and it sounds so bad. It looked like someone didn't want to give a toast is what it sounded like. It's the, yeah. What do you oh. think it is? Is it knocked up, up? It'd or be knocked up. up. Yeah. yeah. I like knocked up, up, though, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Num- number two. Rose invites Chris to finally meet her parents upstate. Her family's overly accommodating behavior puts Chris's feelings at odds, and we see internalized versions of his different emotions who help guide him through unimaginable horror. I I know what it is. You do? Yeah. What is it? Is it Get Inside Out? It's Get Inside Out. You guys are killing this. This makes this game makes me feel very smart, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, an illusion for sure. <laughs> All right, last before and after. The group of toys relocates to Miami to start over and must get involved in the local street racing scene to win their freedom from Al and avoid being sent to a museum in Japan. I know. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I think I, I know. Do you know? I mean, I know which two movies it is. I just don't know what the title would be. Work through it. Um, one, one of them is um, The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, but I can't remember what the first... Oh, the to- uh, toys... Oh, I don't know it. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a guess. Do you have a... No, I was on the same. I was thinking It's Fast and Furious, but it's not Tokyo. Oh, okay. I was, I was going to say, is it Two Toy, Two Story? You're cl- you got the right movies. Mm. Toy Story, Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay, oh. yeah. Sure, sure, sure. You guys were pretty much both better mashups. Also, Toy Story 2, so sad. I watched the trailer for the movie. It's good, but they all make me sad. Anyways. <laughs> Next game. This is called Literal Titles. This is movie and television show titles taken as literally as possible, and I rewrite the plot. So I'm going to tell you a plot. You tell me what movie that would be if the title is very literal. So an example would be a completely made-up movie about people's preference in orange juice texture. And that would be Pulp Fiction. Mm. So we kind of understand that idea? Mm-hmm. All right. We got three of these. This is an, Here's number one. Someone tries to hush all of these baby sheep who keep yelling. Silence of the Lambs. There you go. Oh, that was good. That was good. Mackie, you, wow. <laughs> I like seeing you get excited yeah, with yourself. Right, yeah. I have like a specific mental illness that allows <laughs> me to like figure these all out. <laughs> uh, I think I might be able to align with you because I wrote them without even looking up movies. <laughs> um, number two, a movie about driving in Los Angeles. Drive? Speed? These could all work. This was a bad one. It was traffic. Oh. Uh, not that anyone says any other example. I'm like, these are all, this game always just turns into the game not working. Uh, oh, uh, Crash. That's... Uh, <laughs> oh, LA Confidential. 
Someone try here's not someone tries to wear the heaviest coat in the world for some reason. It is made entirely of steel. Full metal jacket. Full metal jacket. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Look at you. <laughs> Make you like, oh yes, all the parts are there for yep. this one. This one passes. Good. Excellent. Yeah. A movie about a dozen guys' behavior online most of the time. Hmm. Twelve monkeys. No, no, that that was better though. I would I would say the hateful eight, but it's a dozen. It's a dozen. Twelve angry men. Twelve angry men. Oh, I interact with a lot of men online. <laughs> I had that answer before uh, you finished. I've actually encountered men on the internet. <laughs> uh, and this is our third game. This game is a new one. We're only a couple times in. It's we don't really have a name for it yet. But what it is is we play the audio from three movies, famous scenes from three movies simultaneously and you have to pick out what three movies it is i'm already so it's kind of a stressful uh, (laughs) thing i think this one's kind of so we'll just we'll just kick kick it in here and so if you know them, just call it out and then once we get all three we'll we'll be done playing it Mean Girls is one. Mean Girls is one. Is one uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Yeah, one is Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Now the train is not a complicated Not like a regular model. Right, Please help me. 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 Please Kills the brother right now. I forgot how violent this old brother right now. Kills the He's beating him with the stick. Is there a foreign language film in here? Yeah, it's No, but there's someone speaking a foreign language. Is it Babel? Are they speaking Japanese? Is it Godzilla? I've never seen Lost in Translation. It's Lost in Translation. Whoa. Is that like what they play at Guantanamo to make people like three movies at the same time? Yeah. (laughs) I wonder why it elicits such anxiety to hear multiple soundtracks on each other. I could only hear Mean Girls for most of that. Yeah. Yeah. That was very stressful. I didn't listen very far in it, and I'm, that got it, that gave me anxiety by the end. But it's uh wow. The only thing I know about Lost in Translation is Japan, and they were speaking Japanese. That's, that's a scene where he's filming a commercial for a whiskey, oh, and yeah. the director gives notes to a translator, and then the joke is the the notes are like a minute long, and then the translator will be like, "All right, he said look into the camera." Yeah, and oh, he's like, funny. "That's all you told me was to look in the camera. That was it." And that's kind of the back There's and forth. Santori. Santori. For a good time, make it a Santori time. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's great. Um, 
Mean Girls is so funny. I know that has nothing to do with any of this, but so I was good. that I was looking. That was the scene. I was trying to find any scene from Mean Girls because I watched part of that movie the other night, and they all so quickly are identifiable. Every yeah. single, I want to do the gym scene. You know what that is after one second. The scene where they're all on the phone putting each other on hold is so funny. Mm-hmm. What a funny movie. That, that's one of the movies I use as an example. When I saw the trailer, I was like, I'm not going to this because I was kind of a dark teenager and mm-hmm. I thought it looked very bubblegum pop kind of movie. And so I kind of got dragged to it and I was so blown away by how incredible so funny. the movie is. And so now I kind of, I feel like, you know, this is kind of a tired conversation, but with everyone dissecting trailers and what movies are supposed to be. It's just, I think I I partially loved it so much because it wasn't hyped up at all for me. I had the opposite. There is something so much so fun about, like, something coming out of nowhere. And right. like, if this new Avengers movie is incredible, that's great. We've all been talking about it for, like, five years. Yeah. But when something pops up that everyone's like, you're telling someone and giving them like this is a good thing. Here's here's it. Go check it out. That's that's fun. Yeah, I'm I'm almost hoping that happens with I feel pretty. All signs are pointing to like this could be a very problematic movie. But yeah, I I hope it's like s- smart. I don't, I don't even know what that know? is. Yeah. It's Amy it's Schumer's Amy movie. Schumer's. Oh. Yeah, she gets a bump on the head, and then the joke is that she thinks that she's pretty when she's by Hollywood standards, you know, maybe 15 pounds heavier yeah. than a um, normal. Okay. And so that's people are mad about it. Like that you would have to be hit. It is kind of funny in a sad way. Okay. You would have to be hit on the head to feel good about yourself in Hollywood <laughs> if you were not anorexic, I guess. is the, Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like Shallow Hal. Weren't were there issues with yeah. that movie? Because yeah. it's the opposite, but the male version. But he, wasn't that a guy has to be hit in the head to find a girl pretty? Not like yeah. not self-worth, but like right, you're right. worth in someone else. Yeah. And I think we talked about Shallow Hal on the, I think, last episode of this. And someone, it's Jack Black, who's yeah. also, like, not traditionally the most handsome person, has to be hit in the head to find someone yeah. pretty or something like that. Or he gets hypnotized by Tony Robbins. That's right. Who oh, is yeah. making a, currently making a fun <laughs> comeback. Imagine, imagine watching Shallow Hal now and be like, man, Tony Robbins, really the worst point of view of anyone in this <laughs> Uh Okay, so we have... Fan scripts, and if you're listening, you can send us a script. It's usually two or three pages at most, whatever you want to send, to neverseenitshow at gmail.com. I keep forgetting that, but we have a bunch of them. And so we're going to read a Never Seen It scene written by a fan. And I don't even know what movie it is yet. And so I'm going to go, uh, I'll be right back. just grab these. <laughs> Tell the audience you'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gone for six hours. Um, Okay. Oh, my God. Wow, it's so fun to just be in a transition here. right then. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. right? uh, we're actually going to cut your part out. Nice. Sorry. Love it. Very um, good. Okay. So the movie, <laughs> this is going to be insane. Uh, the movie is The Deer Hunter. Do you, have, have you guys seen The Deer Hunter? the wrestling A long movie? time ago. All I know about The Deer Hunter is Walk-In and De Niro. I've never in seen In Vietnam? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Okay. Uh, does anyone want to do stage directions? We can just divvy these parts out here. I'll do it if no one. I'm not. I'm not good at doing voices. So. Okay, you can take the stage directions. I mean, um, neither am I, and I. I really took a hard <laughs> swing right at the top. Well, what problematic voices could come up in this Vietnam era war flick with oh, Christopher Walken no. in it? Um, oh no. Do you want to do Walken? I'm going to give you Walken for how confidently you... Uh... See, that's the thing. The whole time I've been like, oh, man, I hope I don't listen to this later. And I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> and I'm going to do it again? Well, I appreciate you saying you'll listen later. Um, <laughs> uh, 
All right. Oh, we got five parts. Or is this just an extra script? Just extra? Okay. Now they're going to have some severe editing to do. Uh, Marina, would you like to be Wagner or Box C? What's the second one? Box C? Yeah, that one. Okay. That's good. That saves me having to do... Probably get an email about an accent. (laughs) Oh, no. Is there an accent? I can't do it. Okay. All right. This is by Anthony Sarlo. Uh, this is the Deer Hunter. <sighs> Remember, never seen it show at gmail.com. If you guys want to send us a script, we may read it here. And this is, uh, I'll read, Anthony's got a note here. Author's note regarding the Deer Hunter. All I know is that Christopher Walken and something and something to do with Vietnam. I've intentionally not checked, but either of those things might not even be true. <laughs> <laughs> we also have uh, no way to verify it right now. All right. I think Walken is also voice, right? Does it say that on the front? Um... Mm. Look at the top. I think you're also the voice. Like, Walken does the narration. I do the narration? Does it say voice slash Walken at the top of your script? Yes. I don't see that. Look at the top right corner of your script (laughs) on the front page. Oh. Voice slash Walken. (laughs) There we go. Uh, Oh. All right. So you'll be that. Um, Great. The Deer Hunter by Anthony Sarlo. Uh, Interior um, military police office Vietnam Day. Military detective Wagner is sitting at his desk, feet propped up, reading a newspaper. The headline reads, America's still in war. There's a radio on the desk, probably playing Credence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> That's smart. Military detective Walken enters the office. Good morning, Vietnam. Oh, the voice is a separate character. That's not Christopher Walken. I think that's supposed to be a oh, Robin I it was Williams. Like an off-screen. Right? Oh, yeah. Is this like an right, off-screen? Give, yeah, yeah. It's oh, okay. yeah. So it's oh, Robin it's not, Williams. It's not an imagine. off-screen Walken right. doing any announcements. All right. All right. Good morning, Vietnam. Walken turns off the radio. Damn this war! In the future, <laughs> the ch- the children in space school <laughs> will remember this as the only unjust war in American history. <laughs> The phone rings. Wagner picks up the receiver. U.S. Army Crime Division. Yes, sir. Wagner hangs up the phone. That was the chief. There's been a grisly murder at the Jungle District. Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) Cut to Interior Vietnam Medical Examiner's Day. VME Baxi, a slovenly local doctor munching on a rice ball with little regard for sterile conditions, has the body of an American soldier on the exam table. Walken and Wagner look on as Boxy gestures with his food-filled hand. Somebody punched this poor bastard full of holes. My best guess, slow and painful. Some kind of high, (laughs) explosive rounds. (laughs) Maybe he was drunk and fell off the side of the boat. What? What? No, it was more like he was stabbed. Boxy takes a pencil and pokes it into the bloody, gaping wounds on the body. (laughs) By the size of these wounds, it could only have been a blade. Wait a second. Boxy digs something out of the body, dramatically bringing it to eye level with Walken and Wagner. It's the tip of a deer's antler. (laughs) Walken and Wagner look at the bloody antler, then look to each other. It's as if they can read each other's thoughts the the way only two people who have conspired to cover up a murder can. (laughs) They exchange a nod. Looks like it's hunting season. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. Um, Can I just say that some of the best stuff on YouTube is videos of deer attacking hunters? I love that. It's so funny. It's, there's, it, 
very often ill-prepared for any sort of repercussions. It's so funny because <laughs> they just stand up on their hind legs and slap, but it's dangerous. I'm very scared of deer, actually. I'm the yeah. most. I grew up in a neighborhood with a lot of deer in the neighborhood, and like yeah. they just seem very wild to me. Yeah. I mean, they are wild animals, but like it's very scary. The males can be aggressive around females during mating season, and it's really funny. <laughs> I think uh, what something. Uh, thanks to Anthony for the script. Yeah, I've never seen the Deer Hunter. I think there's Russian roulette in it. I didn't want to say that beforehand because I wasn't. I didn't want to like give it in case. But isn't that a big thing? There's like yeah. a big him and De Niro have a Russian roulette, and it's supposedly like incredible acting and like mm. a very. Much. He's walking as a prisoner of war, and De Niro goes to get him out and finds that he is transitioned into. He's just lost his mind and gave up hope of escaping, and he just. I think for money plays Russian roulette with Vietnamese people and won't leave when they come to rescue him because he's totally lost his mind and they're heartbroken. It's a horribly sad, huh. sad movie. Not fun at all. Well, I want to give props to Anthony for putting in whatever murder cover up in two pages <laughs> that he was able to get across. <laughs> and, and, and there's a deer. Um so thanks for that. Yeah, it seemed – I remember looking at it once and it was on TV and it was like four hours with commercials on television. So I didn't have yeah. that time to invest. It's just Is it a famous director? I can't remember, but I know it's partly famous for how hot Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken were because they were really young yeah. when it was made. So they're – that's part of why it's okay. – it's part of why I liked it. Yeah. But. <laughs> I'll take a – we'll uh, – We'll watch it. Thanks again uh, to Anthony Sarlo for his script. If you guys want to write one, never seen it show at gmail.com. You can send us one. Uh, we've come to the end here. So what we're going to do is we're going to come back around to this game where my dad oh, yeah. describes a movie trailer based on movies never seen with special guest movie trailer describer, my 19-year-old brother. And so let's so if you think you know what it is, we'll just wait till the end and then guess what movie my brother is describing based on the trailer. Alright, so he's telling everyone what time it is and how long they have left. Now this other guy seems cool, or trying to be cool, so they all have to get along. Are they just alone there? It seems like nothing happens. They just walk around the school with some dancing. <laughs> that was it. What? <laughs> uh, is it... I mean, wait, are we supposed to guess? You can guess. I mean... It sort of feels like Breakfast Club. Yeah. It is the Breakfast Club. It is the Breakfast Club? It is the Breakfast Club. Oh. You are incredible at the guessing. Yeah, crazy. Whoa. I was My second guess was In Time, but that really didn't make any sense. Remember that Justin Timberlake movie from like six years ago? <laughs> With Vincent Carthizer? I don't know. I think it was right after Mad Men, and I was like, that's Pete from Mad Men. <laughs> but yeah. But it, no, it's not In Time. I don't know if they made a trailer for that one. <laughs> it's just there. Your yeah. brother's never seen The Breakfast Club? No. Dang. He's, you know. 19? Yeah. I didn't see The Breakfast Club. We were never a big movie. We were never a big movie family. We never went. It wasn't a huge. Like, I never watched any of these movies until college. It was kind of like playing catch up for all the 80s and 90s. Well. Sounds like a radio station. A lot of those. John Hughes. I grew up in Highland Park, and so he shot in that neighborhood a lot. So I think, like, a lot of people from Highland Park felt very connected. And the last scene of Breakfast Club was shot at my high school when he puts his fist in the air. Oh. That's a Deerfield High School football But the rest of it isn't shot there? No, it's at a nicer high school. 
They, they were like, we need a crappier looking high school yeah. for the last They're shot. They're like, we need a parking lot. Where's Marina go? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Well, there you go. Well, guys, thanks for doing the show. Of course. Yeah. Um, I appreciate everyone coming on. Martha, thank you for writing. Thanks. Big Lebowski for us. Thanks uh, for reading my dumb romance between two dogs. <laughs> uh, thank you guys very much. Once again, if you have anything, just send scripts to never seen a show at gmail.com. You can subscribe or rate or do the podcast stuff wherever you listen to podcasts, and we very much appreciate that. If does anyone have anything they want to plug, let's we can do that. Let's do that. Marina, you have a book coming out. I do. Talk about that. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So thank you guys very, very much, and uh, let them know where they can find you and, and, and exciting things you have going on. Should I go first? You can go first. Um, yeah, I have a book coming out on July 24th. It's comedic essays called 30 Before 30, and it's by me, Marina Schifrin, and you can pre-order it on Amazon, Indie Books, Barnes & Noble, or Books A Million. I have to say all of them. Yeah, sounds practiced. Yeah. <laughs> I got in trouble because I was sending everyone an Amazon link. And they're like, okay. you have to, if people are supporting your book, you have to. And I was like, okay. Yeah. There are other places. We'll cut out the, this part of it <laughs> yes, particularly. You did, you, did yeah. say it, you did say it like you were in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and books a million. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Right. Yep. Martha, Mackie. Um, I'm going to be at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival next week in Austin, Texas. And then the third weekend of May... I think I'm at the Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis. Oh, that place is so fun. It is my it is one of my favorite clubs. Yeah. Um I uh I wrote and directed and am in a series for Comedy Central Digital called Resolutions that comes out in June, I think. I don't know what the date is, but go look at that. It's on the it's on the Comedy Central app and uh on YouTube and Facebook. It'll it'll be out in June. Great. Awesome. Thanks guys. It's a good show.